Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. This weekend, we're not myths or fables. They actually took place. Uh, 2,000 odd years ago, Friday was a heavy day for the followers of Jesus. They looked up to him as their Messiah, their Savior. All their hope was put in him. And he had encouraged it because he told them that he was the Son of God. Uh, part of the Godhead. They really had believed that he would deliver them, change their lives. And then he gets arrested. And they still had hope, still full of expectation. And then he gets tried. They still had hope. They still believed everything that he had said. And then he finally gets crucified. The Bible records those final moments in Mark's Gospel, the 15th chapter, from verse 33 to verse 37. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. Then at 3 o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. I'm not too sure that you and I can fully understand the level of despondency that rested on his disciples. On Mary, Mary Magdalene, the other ladies, his disciples. The kind of heavy hearts. And that might even be a light phrase. The hopelessness, the discouragement, the dejection, the sadness, the heartache, the mourning that they entered into. The misery, the grief, the anguish, the dark gloom that settled on them, the deep sorrow that they felt. And I can only imagine what Saturday must have been like for them as they thought over and over again is this the end? Is that it? Is it over? Is this what our lives have become? Our hopes shattered, our dreams destroyed, our expectations completely cut off. And on Sunday morning after the Sabbath, the Marys, the two Marys, must have thought to themselves, let's go and see if this thing is for real. Maybe, and I would love to ask them when I get to heaven, did you go there 
with a bit of hope, a glimmer? Or did you go there just to confirm what you had seen happen? But then the Bible records that they did go. On the first day, they went to the tomb. And at the tomb, certain things happened. Matthew, the 20th chapter from verse 1. There was an earthquake. And an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, rolled back the stone and sat on it. And he said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. The Bible then tell, tells us how Mary, the Mary Magdalene and the other Mary ran with this good news. But three things very quickly out of that scripture. Three things that I feel will apply to someone who's here, someone who's watching online. I suspect very strongly that they didn't go to the tomb with hope in their hearts. I suspect they went there with the heavy hearts that I've described, the discouragement, the hopelessness, the fear of the future, the grief, the anguish in the lowest of spirits overcome by misery and sorrow. And so can I speak to someone who understands these emotions? Who knows what it is to deal with discouragement, with dejection? Someone maybe here or out there watching online who's dealing with fear. Someone who is in low spirits even though it's Easter Sunday. The Marys went there carrying what you're carrying. And they were told by the angel, the second thing, that he's not here for he has risen as he said. And I love that phrase because it's an early confirmation that he will do what he has said. If he has said something to you, you can hold on to it. What he has said will surely come to pass. And so I can say to someone, the spirit of mourning is replaced with the spirit of dancing because he has said so. Fear is not your portion because he has said so. And then he said to them the last thing, go quickly and tell. Go and tell that his reason he's not dead. And so our answer to whatever life throws at us, his reason. You're told that there's no hope it's over. Your answer is his reason. It looks like there's no way out. This is your own Red Sea. Your answer is his reason. 
The doctors have said what they have to say. And they are right in the natural sense. But your answer is his reason. When the circumstances conspire to come against us, we are confused and perplexed. We don't know which way to turn. Our answer is his reason. Can someone say his reason? Go and say it boldly. And the Bible says we should encourage each other. So the instruction to Mary, the, the two Marys were go and tell quickly that he's risen. Can you do this for me? Can you find five people and tell them he is risen? Go on quickly. Speak it, speak it boldly, church. Speak it boldly. 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 Go on. Declare it. Declare it. Words are powerful. Declare it. Now, I, I want you to do this again for me I, 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 very quickly. Say to them, no matter what the circumstances are, he is risen. Go on, find five people and say that to them. No matter what the circumstances are, you might need to get up from your seat and tell somebody, no matter what the circumstances are, he is risen. No matter what the circumstances are, he is risen. He is risen. He is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what, what is it that propelled him to that gruesome death? Beautiful depiction of it that we just saw. He was propelled by his love for us. One of the most amazing scriptures in the Bible, and they're all amazing, is John 15 verse 13. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend no greater love
God, all we chase is me down. Listen, I found these nights tonight. I could depart it. I don't deserve this view. Get yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you bow your heads? Bow your heads for. And I just want you to contemplate that love that we have celebrated this Easter. I want you to reflect on what that love has done for you. I want you to think about where that love found you, how that love embraced you, how that love has carried you on life's journey. To think about the many times when you let that love down, but yet that love overcame that as it expressed itself as grace as mercy as forgiveness and as um, Oti and Ibiene had their conversation they spoke about receiving that love and while while all of us just spend some time contemplating meditating thinking about that love If there's anyone who's here who hasn't received that love, anyone who's watching online and you haven't received that love, you haven't opened up your heart and received that love, what a day to do that. The Bible makes clear that he's knocking on the door of your heart. He wants to come in with that love. But you have to open up your heart and receive it. And so whilst we're all still reflecting, contemplating, meditating on the love of God, if there's anyone who's here, anyone who's watching online and you haven't received the love of God, that love is personified in His Son, Jesus. You haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You don't have a personal relationship with Him. He can't carry you through life. And certainly, you're not guaranteed an eternity with Him and with His Father because you haven't received that love. What a wonderful day to do that. Someone says, how do I do that? By just inviting Him in. By declaring that you have received the love. By making a commitment to a life of obedience to him if there's anyone who's saying yes I want to settle that issue would you lift your hand up wherever you are you want to, if you're in this auditorium lift your hand up wherever you are. I would love to pray with you uh, just lift your hand up and then you can put the hand down if you're in this auditorium I know it's a packed hall and just say this prayer after me Heavenly Father 
this resurrection Sunday, I receive your son Jesus into my life as my Lord and Savior. I give my life to you, Lord. Give me the grace, Father, to turn away from anything I am doing that is sinful and to embrace a life of obedience to you. I thank you for welcoming me into your family. This Resurrection Sunday, I can declare that I have now been born again today into your family in the name of Jesus. I'm now a child of God. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen.